Hey everyone, this is Notes From Her, and I'm your host, Xochitl Hernandez. Or, to pronounce it in the Nahuatl Aztec language, it's Xochitl Hernandez. Notes From Her is the podcast that encourages women and others to embrace their inner multicultural melody. Usually, I interview women of color musicians and performers, where we talk about their stories, culture, music, and art. But, as some of you may already know, Notes From Her will be having an interruption to its regular podcast style to report on the Black Lives Matter movement. This is the fifth installment of the Voices from the Streets of the Black Lives Matter series, and this episode will feature an interview with Bo Brooks. Bo Brooks is a black owner of Grind City Auto, a car shop in the San Fernando Valley, Los Angeles area, and also a former student of my dad's who teaches at a high school. In Bo Brooks' interview, he provides commentary on the Black Lives Matter movement, the protests, and also shares his personal story being a past incarcerated person. Bo Brooks was falsely accused of a crime he did not commit, and yet still served time in prison. According to the Washington Post, written in 2018, in the National Registry of Exonerations, a database of false convictions since 1989, 2,265 exonerees served a combined 20,080 years behind bars. More than half of exonerees have never been compensated, and while black people make up 12% of the population, they are more likely to be wrongfully convicted, representing 56%, and also spend more time in prison, 10.7 years versus 7.4 years for white people. Latinos are also extremely disproportionately affected by the criminal justice system, with a staggering number of Latinos wrongfully convicted, including the amount of Spanish-only speakers who are not able to properly communicate their innocence and unfortunately are wrongfully incriminated by their lack of knowledge, a lawyer, or their lack of words. It is so hard to know how many innocent inmates are serving time incarcerated, but the Chicago Tribune states in 2018, the number of innocent people convicted and serving time is estimated between two to 10%, which means that if the estimated prison population is 2.3 million, the number of innocent people can be 46,000 to as much as 230,000. The National Registry of Exoneration states they receive four or five letters a week from inmates pleading their innocence. 4.1% of defendants sentenced to death were later shown to be innocent. According to USA Today, nearly half of inmates are in jail for nonviolent offenses, usually nonviolent drug offenses. In the U.S., more than 48,000 legal restrictions limit former incarcerated inmates from working, getting housing, or even voting. It is these legal restrictions that leave many inmates unable to successfully re-enter society and make good. And unfortunately, more than 75% to as much as 90% of prisoners return back to prison within the first five years of release. Other links to this information and facts on the struggles for past incarcerated inmates will be linked in the description down below. Now, as a business owner, Bo Brooks is trying to make good in the world, representing the 1% of past incarcerated inmates who don't go back to prison. Well, my name is uh, Bo Brooks, uh, real name Fernando Brooks. As you see, I own here uh, Grind City Auto, a uh, body shop here in uh, San Fernando Valley in the southern part of Los Angeles. Um, that's pretty much it. We deal with a lot of insurance, mostly. People that get in the accident, um, and that's, see here, spray booth, 
workers. It's pretty much what it is. Is this your business? Yeah, this is mine. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. You started on your own? Yeah. Um, do you want the backstory? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, well, I started this after being incarcerated. So uh, this was something that I opened up, of course, with my uh, criminal record, sadly enough. I wouldn't be able to work really nowhere, you know? So this was something that was handed to me from a friend, a mechanic of mine, actually, who we were once partners. Um, that didn't really go as planned. So we kind of separated and I just took over and been running it ever since. And uh, a, lot of, a lot of bumps been hit because I am, I didn't grow up in the car business, you know, so this is strictly self-taught, you know, uh, <laughs> from everything, from writing estimates to learning how to paint to putting bumpers back together. But you like, made it work for yourself. I made it work. Especially know? with everything yeah. that would, ha would happen. Yeah, you know, I mean, it was a, what do you want to say, uh, it's my only option, you know, uh, like I say, um, I don't know if I can say to your dad, you know, he known me forever, so my childhood wasn't particularly the best, <laughs> you know, so you get to a point where you got to make a change and door open up, opportunity is available, and I see the moment. Mm -hmm. So that's how we got here. And um, it's been great ever since, you know, it's been one of my, my best investments, actually. You know, it's taught me a lot. Put food on my table. Uh, allowed me to pursue my musical career and everything, so it's been great. Actually, it's been very liberating, <laughs> you know? What was your experience as a past incarcerated uh, person? Being incarcerated is not fun, of course. We all know that. Mm -hmm. uh, scary, you know? Learning to be confined to an area mm -hmm. is something that takes time to get used to. What do you, so uh, in the wake of everything going on with George Floyd and Black Lives Matter, uh -huh. what do you think about the protests and also the riots? Well, I feel like, I mean, I'm not condoning any rioting, any violence. The same breath people gotta understand that being black in America ain't been easy. So you got a lot of people that's angry, you know? And uh they say you know riots are a sign of, of anger. You know, you don't riot just to riot, you know, people are upset. And we've been dealing with this situation with America since they brought us here. You know? And uh it's just, it's just, you're just tired of it. So you're gonna get right. No, I don't want nobody doing it, but it seems like, what's, what's, the only, what's your other option? You know, uh, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, they all tried marching. I'm 38 years old. I will say this though, this is the first time I feel like people are actually, you know, paying attention, almost groups. Feel like people are, you know, starting to see that the injustice, and it's not just against blacks. You know, a lot of people confuse uh, Black Lives Matter with just blacks. 
And it's not about just blacks. Uh, we saying Black Lives Matter because right now blacks are being killed by police. You know, a lot of people say, oh, well, all lives matter. All lives do matter. No one's not saying that all lives don't matter. But right now, I ain't seen no Asians get killed by police. I ain't seen no Indians get shot by police. I haven't seen no whites get shot by police. You know? Not saying it hasn't happened. But we see blacks getting killed every other month, it feel like. You know, to where it's like a... It's, yo, this is, took the distraction off COVID. Like, that's how big it is. You know? So, that's why we yelling Black Lives Matter. Because they killing us like we don't matter. Police, police brutality of everybody. Yeah, we get that. But we getting more than just beat up. We getting shot. We getting killed. You know what I mean? So that's what that is. I'm black. I hate that businesses are being hit. You know, I, I hate all that. I hate that some people are being hurt. But that's not our fault. That's America's fault. They created this karma. You know, they, they created this, this situation. And living here in America, if you have a business, now you got to deal with America's mess. That's that's what it is. No, it's not fair. But like they say, a fair is a place where pigs is raised. You know, if they fix the problem, you know, not just with us, with everybody, you won't have riding. You know? Won't have right. Being previously incarcerated, did you feel like, did you notice that there was a disproportionate measure of mass incarceration of black and brown people? Oh, definitely. How so? Um, I mean, like, you know, you got the crack laws and, hell, me, myself, I was convicted just for driving home, driving to work, you know? Yeah, I had a criminal record. Yeah, I had a pass past, uh, you know, for being in trouble, but yet, I was sent back to prison just because a, 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 a um, peace officer claimed that I pulled up on the side of him and flashed a gun in his face on the 14 freeway. So he lied? He lied. I was pulled over, no gun was found, and I was still taken to jail. So you were taken innocently? Innocently to jail. And that's when I knew. I said, okay. And I was told by the judge that her exact words were, Mr. Brooks, we don't know what you did with the gun, but we believe you had one. You were a menace to society, and I'm gonna do you a favor and not give you the full five years of my joint suspension and only give you a year. So you you served a year For even absolutely. though after you didn't do it. And you, yep. you didn't have a gun? Didn't have a gun. Went right no, back to no jail. No justice was, was tried to be proven to try to prove that you did have a gun or didn't have a gun? My mom even came to court with a two-way pager. I don't know if you remember those, but <laughs> I had a two-way pager that was actually chrome. Then I told them that's what I had in my hand when I passed them. My mom came and brought that pager to court. It's platinum, it wasn't chrome, it was platinum, but he claimed the gun was chrome. So 
but we thought maybe that'd help explain what you saw. They didn't care. Send me right back to jail. So there was no proof, just an officer's word, his lie against yours. Yep, because in America, that's all you need. That's all you need. Like you said, he's a decorated officer of the law. His father was an officer. He was in the military. He know what a gun looked like. That was enough to convict me. Wow. So, you know, and then you get, um, the case was thrown out, but I was violated on what they call joint suspension. Joint suspension means if you come in contact with the police for anything, you go back to jail. So that's how they loophole me. Because wow. the case is thrown out because no gun is found, no evidence. And then it's picked up and it's considered probation violation for coming in contact. Well, you stop me. What am I supposed to do? Run from you? When you were driving home? Driving to work driving that to work. morning. From home, going to work. So it's like, how you gonna blame me for coming in contact? You pulled me over. You said you saw something. If I run, now I'm evading police. It's a, a no-win situation. So the criminal justice system did not serve you justice? Not at all. They never had. <laughs> they never had. They don't plan on doing it. That's why I opened this business. You know? Uh, they're, they're even shocked that I have this business. Who's know? they? The system. When I uh, was paroled, when I was paroled, I was asked, how did I do it? <laughs> it's funny. I thought I was being violated. Usually when you parole, we just discharge you. They called me in for a meeting. I was scared as shit. But I thought, you know, from people that have been to prison that I know, they say you just get a discharge card. I was called in for a conference with about eight people speaking to an intercom. But none of the people in the room spoke. I was just like wondering, like, what is this about? Uh -huh. Like, why am I here? I thought I'd just get a car and say I'm released. I ain't been in trouble. I should be done. Why are y'all talking to me? Come to find out, they wanted to know. How did I get out of prison and not get in trouble? They were shocked. You like, know what I'm trying saying? to applaud you or trying to be like... No, they just wanted to know. They asked me, how did you do it? Uh -huh. How did you get out and basically beat our system? Because the stats is what? 99%. 99.9% .9 of inmates who get incarcerated go back, right? So they wondering why he didn't get in trouble. With those loopholes that affected you, that's how they go back to that. Right, we, we couldn't catch him doing nothing. He didn't go back to his old ways. Criminals are criminals for life, that's what they say, right? Gang members are gang members for life, that's what they say, right? No, it's not true. And that's what the one stand for. Grind City in one stands for the 1% of people, inmates who won't go back, who we grind, and we won't be a victim of their system. Just because we made a mistake don't mean that we're gonna always be that same person. People can't change, you know? And it's, it's not rocket science, mm -hmm. but it just showed me the fact that they wanted to have a meeting about it. It showed me, they never seen this before. What do you think are some solutions going forward with not just police brutality, but the criminal justice system? Um, uh, we need to get officials, elected officials. That's the only way you're gonna see change. The problem with that is, <laughs> you think they gonna put some people of color in office? I don't, sadly to say. 
Why would they? It's their country. Why would they give it back to us? The black and the brown. Why would they do that? They took it from us, right? That is gonna give it back. So when people talk about, oh, justice and this and that happening, I hate to be the one to say it, but I don't see it happening. It ain't happened over all these years, you know? That's why we gotta do better at sticking together and being there for each other. Go ahead, Cruz. You can take it out. And being there for each other. And uh, I can do the rest while you go ahead and clean. You know, we gotta do a better job of coming together, helping one another, getting our own banks, you know, and putting our money in places of our community so we can govern ourselves, you know, cause that's what it's gonna take. We ain't in a position yet to beat this country, you know, and if we need they help, they gonna keep it to where we at a disproportionate amount, you know, cause it's they country. I mean, it's called the White House. I mean, what more you need? <laughs> Why not the president's house? It's called the White House. So there it is there. Visit the Prison Policy Initiative in the link below, which is a nonprofit, nonpartisan prison policy initiative producing cutting edge research to expose the broader harm of mass criminalization and then sparks advocacy campaigns to create a more just society. There are also links in the description to National Reentry Resource Center, Hope for Prisoners, amongst others, which are resources for past incarcerated inmates to successfully re-enter society, help their families, and help them find restoration.